Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 60th episode. As a mental performance coach, I have the honor to work with athletes to enhance their mental game and give them the tools to unlock their full potential. The reason why I created 90% Mental is to bring awareness around mental performance within sport by interviewing athletes and coaches so they can share their stories and perspectives on the mental game. So today, I bring you the second Get Sports Focus Mindset Showcase from Warcat Strength Gym out of San Jose to bring you great interviews from three awesome athletes in the Bay Area and also an incredible interview with an incredible coach from Menlo Atherton High School. So today, I have Jacob Bandez, four-star national recruit, defensive tackle from Pittsburgh High School, who is a University of Washington commit. I have Austin Jones, four-star national recruit, running back from Bishop O'Dad High School, Stanford University commit, Daniel Hala Muli, four-star national recruit, inside linebacker from Menlo Atherton High School, who is a University of Washington commit, and I have Coach Adir Ravi Padi, three-time PAL Bay champion, two-time CCS Open champion, two-time NorCal champion, and state champion from Menlo Atherton High School to talk about mindset and team culture. I had an opportunity to interview these athletes and coach right before the 2018 season just to to hear their approach about the season and how they were dealing with recruiting decisions. So it was really interesting to to hear their perspective and then also track their performance throughout the year, which every single one of them plus coach had a phenomenal 2018 year. So let's go talk to these athletes and coach and share with you their mindset. Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us today at Warcat Strength Gym in San Jose. Today, we got an awesome lineup. We're going to be talking to five-star, four-star recruits from the Bay Area, and I can't wait to, to show you what we got. We got Jacob Bandez, senior, 6'2", 275-pound defensive lineman. He's a four-star recruit, national recruit, rated number three in the country. Pretty impressive. Thank you. So, before we get into your mindset and the season and the recruiting, right? how did you get into football and, and how did you end up at Pittsburgh High? When I was little, I'd say about seven or eight years old, I was always a, a wired, wired kid with um, a lot of energy. So my mom and dad, they thought it would be a good idea if I went to play youth football. And I, I was just always good at it, like always take, take the energy out, right? Great. And, um, how I got into how I got into Pittsburgh High School was I was going into my eighth grade year, and um, I always played for my hometown city youth football team, but then they got shut down, mm. and I went over to the next city over Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Youth uh, Football Program, and um, it, I just felt like a, a, a passion click with the rest of my teammates that I had with them. Awesome. And that's and then we all decided to go to Pittsburgh High School. Beautiful, awesome. Now, you're going to your senior year. Obviously, you're ranked in the top three in the country. What does that feel like to be one of the best defensive linemen in the country? And how are you dealing with all of the, the recruiting hype and all the activities? Well, um, I see a lot of people focus more on their college instead of the main focus of senior is their senior year because you can't go to college unless you do good in your senior year, or they will pull your scholarship. So I wanna, uh, I, I wanna focus more on my senior year, and then we're about college. So that's why um, 
I, I put a top eight and then I just put it aside and then focus on my senior year because a lot of people they they kind of like fail or they worry more about college and that's what they, that's what they do. Got and it. I don't want to do that. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you got over 16 D1 scholarships. You've tailored it down to eight. Why down to eight? So I'm an early grad and I only have like three, four months left. So I'm I want to maybe decide. Uh, throughout this season. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when, but when I feel it's right, I will commit and then um, let all these schools know, uh, thank them very much for their time and um, good luck throughout the season. And then I will do, uh, early and then go into January. Got it. What are you looking for in a university and what's the hardest part about this, this recruiting process? So I look for more about family family-based, like who's going to be my brothers for the next four or five years. Awesome. And who's going to be that kind of, um, men who are going to be my mentors for the next four or five years, who's going to lead me throughout the right paths. So what I like, what I don't really care about much is playing time, championship contenders, I don't really care about any of that. I do, I do look for the first thing is academics. Uh, I would like to, I have like, I have like, I have three majors I would like to select or go about is sports communications, mm -hmm. broadcasting, sports broadcasting, uh, kinesiology, sports medicine, or business. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Now let's talk about the, the Nike opening. You crushed it. You were beast mode at this, this opening. And you turned a lot of heads, right? And you were also named MVP, uh, defense alignment. What ignited you to just to tear it up there? Um, the focus and the drive that I have put in in the work and the mindset of the of the work that I put in so that I can go in there focused and ready and enjoy myself as well because that that's kind of when I went down there in Frisco Texas it was more uh, relaxing and putting in the work as well like we had film we had practice we had uh, a Jordan Breakfast Club that like we, we worked out like it was more of like mobility uh, agility work so got it so yeah it was it was a little bit of both got of it. work and having fun at the same time because you know because those are the two most important things in, in, in football is work and having fun got it yeah perfect so last year you guys were runner-up in the state championship what's the goal for this year continuing and driving because we did not have that in the state game we kind of gave up half uh, the second half. We thought it was ours, and we cannot have that this year. Now there's a lot of hype. You guys are stacked. Yeah. Throughout the whole team. Now there's some hype about that. This is the year that where Pitt is gonna defeat De La Salle and break that NorCal winning streak. Yeah. It, what do you feel it, about that? It could be done, and we will work our tails off, and we will put in the work in the weight room, and the and the film and on the field as well so that we just we we just need to focus on them got it and yeah got it would it be great would be if you do beat them hmm. years ago before actually dale sal went on that winning streak yeah the team that beat them last was pit yeah and i was there and i saw that game yeah. so 1991 that, yeah exactly 28 years now for sure so when you look back last year right your junior season you're going into your senior season. What do you what do you learn about yourself the most? That that senior, that juniors aren't really I would say the leaders of the team, but a lot of seniors don't really look up to juniors. 
a lot of a lot of sophomores, juniors who get pulled up to varsity, they they look at the seniors. Seniors are the big brothers. They are the leaders. They are the 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 people that change. They're they're the specific class that changed the game of varsity football. And a lot of seniors they need a they need to rise up to that level, that mentality, that mindset, that leadership that they need to help the juniors and sophomores. So when the seniors leave, mm. the juniors and sophomores will have that mindset and they will do the same thing for the class then on and on and on. So sure. that's what seniors need to do. For me, my senior, my when I was a sophomore, uh, my leader was Tariq Wright. He, he helped me be a better person, a better player, and he helped me drive that mindset. Got it. Now you talk about mindset. When you put your hand in the ground mm -hmm. and you're lining up, what's going through your mind? That's a great question. I would, what I what I see on the ground is where the my my opponent, the guard or center, whatever. I like I I think all defensive linemen have this, but like the guard is is a really is a really. Uh, is a really easy opponent to look after, like when they lean. Mm. Then when their hands, like when they lean forward, that's when I know it's a drive or a zone block. But when they bring their hands back, it's either gonna be a pull, a stretch, or a pass block. So that's what I that's what I see when I put my hand down is looking and seeing your opponent what they're doing. Got so it. being smart. Got to being smart. Yeah. Awesome. Now you're the member. You're a member of Jesse Sapolo's Men in the Trench Superline. Yes. How has Jesse been a part of your development? Helped me a lot, and it, it, to be honest, that's what made me more of a, a balanced defensive tackle. Because you know, I have a big body, I can hold my ground. But there's other D tackles. There's there's D tackles that are or try to work to be a balanced D tackle, like Aaron Donald. He's a he's a great pass rusher, and he he can hold it. He can hold his own when it's a, uh, a double a double a double team. Got it. And uh, the, the Justice Apollo, uh, the Justice Apollo helped me better not to focus more on the double team, but there is passing to the game as well. So with the the rip, the the shed, the push pull, that helped me a lot with my game, and that's I that's one of the reasons why I won the Nike Challenge because of that, because awesome. Jesse. Beautiful. So you're you're talking about your attributes, right? What are what are your strengths as a defensive lineman? What I see as myself is. Smart, my hands, the motor, and my strength where I can hold my ground for double teams. Cause I'm not gonna give myself props, but I, I, I do. I, I can hold my, I can hold my ground when during double teams. Got it. Going into games, how do you mentally prepare? Do you, do you get nervous? Do you excited? I get excited. Yeah. And I listen to music, and I, and I, I do a lot of working out like before a game in the weight room. I don't. I don't do squats, obviously, but I do I do bench to warm up my arms so I can get ready for the push pull, the double team, the punch when I get hit to the guard. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I I I won't say I'm alone. I have my brothers to help me out, like when they work out. So they're not they're they're not how would I say uh, I help I help them out so they can they're not scared in the game. Got it. Perfect. Who's your favorite player? JJ Watt. JJ Watt. JJ Watt. Right on. Yeah. Good. If you were to describe your play in one word, what would it be? Smart. Because defense seconds, they, they, they need to know, they need to watch film, they need to know their opponent, what, what are the weaknesses. Like, like I, can, I can see when they're, they're passing, when they're um, 
drive blocking, so okay. I see a lot of that. So. Got it. So you're playing Clayton Valley here, your first game. Walk me through your preparation. How are you feeling about this first game? We need to prepare ourselves a lot with film and on the field because we need to be disciplined. And they, they will try to mess up our game as with the running and all the different pulls like, of the offense. I'm, I'm defense, so I'm talking about more of their offense right, game. Right, for sure. So what I, well, they, like, they, like to, they like to mess up our mindset. They like to mess up and switch us and fake us out. So we need to focus and really be aware of what's happening in the situation of, of their game. So we need to be more focused about that. So film comes into play. Um, our, our strength and co our conditioning. Yeah, so yeah, okay. that's what it is. Perfect. Now I can only imagine through your last four years, or three and a half years, you've had a lot of support. Is there anybody that you want to thank or anybody that you want to give a shout out to? My parents, my little bro, Aiden Bandez. Um, I'd like to thank the whole Pittsburgh coaching staff, um, my, my, my teammates, my brothers, mostly the Pittsburgh high school varsity off, uh, line, O-line and D-line. Uh, my uncle and my coach, my mentor, my second father, Coach Isamu, mm -hmm. um, Coach Galley, and uh, um, my brother and my friend that I, was look, up, uh, I look up to, Dejan Benson. Dejan, if you're seeing this, Cloud Scout, Cloud Scout, and yeah. Awesome, great. Next up, we got Austin Jones, a senior running back from Bishop O'Dowd. He's 5'10", 190 pounds. He's a four-star national recruit. He's ranked number five in the nation by 24-7 sports. He's also a member of the nationally ranked KT Prep, seven-on-seven team. Also just committed to Stanford and has had 28 D1 scholarships. Pretty impressive. Thank you. Awesome. So before we get into the interview and get into your mindset, how did you get into playing football and how did you end up at Bishop O'Dowd? Uh, I got into playing football at a very young age because, I mean, my whole family started playing football. My brother played in college. So really it was just almost just my time to play and I just really loved the game, and then when I started playing, it just like love at first sight. And then how I got to Adelaide, I mean, I moved here in about end of the seventh grade, so I didn't really know I was gonna go to high school. And we went to the well, the church mm -hmm. in uh, Livermore. So ended up seeing Coach Napoleon, and that's that's how we met him. That's how I ended up going to Bishop Adelaide. Got it. How is it playing for Coach Napoleon, and what has he done for you as, as an athlete? Uh, playing playing for Coach Napoleon, it's I would say it's a lot of fun because he doesn't just scream at you, yell at you, and he also just he wants everybody to succeed in football, but also in life. Right. And it just it's always been fun playing with him, especially with him also being a running back. He'll see what I see, give me the play, and then at times he'll just give me and say, "Let's roll." So. Got it. Perfect. So you're going in your senior season. You've already committed to Stanford. Talk to me about how was that process of being one of the top running backs in the country? How do you deal with that process of everybody wanting you and wanting your time? Well, really, it was just, it was, I liked it. I mean, I grew up always wanting that, you know, national notoriety. Right. And I just, like, I just felt, well, I mean, why not? I mean, everybody wants me, but I just got to narrow it down and just take my time. Like, a lot of people let it overwhelm them, but I just, 
I just let it be how it is. Beautiful. So why Stanford, and why did you commit so soon? Stanford, I just, every time I went over there, I just loved it. It felt like home every single time I went over there. Coach Shaw, Coach Gould. I mean, there's nothing that I could go wrong with going to Stanford. It was just an amazing time every single time I went over there. Right. Well, we all know Bryce Love. We all know that he's one of the best running backs in college football right now, and he's most likely going to win the Heisman Trophy. How do you feel filling his shoes? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty difficult because he's a great running back all around. I mean, right. But I, I know I can come in and just do what I got to do. I can't really compare myself to him, but I can just be myself and let everything fall by itself. Awesome. Now you played for KT Prep. How does how does playing for KT Prep how has that helped you? with your football game and the whole recruiting process? Uh, I think it made me more of a dog. Like, it made me more <laughs> aggressive, attack, attack, and all, and all assets of football. It just made me, especially with Coach Kenyon, he just he pushed me to a whole higher level of football, not even just on the field, but in my recruiting process and everything, just going through it, so. Yeah, I know Coach, man. He's, he's a great coach. Yeah, yes, he is. Now, when you look at your whole, your whole game, right, what do you think your your strengths are as a running back? My strengths, probably my vision, because I mean I see, like I, I do a like a play read before I even start the play. Like I see it before it even happens. I know who's gonna block who, where the hole's gonna end up going. Maybe it's a little bit cutback lane. So yeah. I think it's really just my vision. Do you visualize a lot of your play? Yeah. yeah. Right before the play, he says it. Right when the play comes in and it's going to me, then I'm like, okay, if it's coming here. Linebacker's gonna shoot down, see where it goes. All right. Well, I watched a lot of film on you. You are you have great instincts. You're fast. You're strong. You hit, hit, hit the hole. You cut on a dime. Is that something that came naturally for you? Or have you just worked your tail off to hone in on those skills? I think it came pretty naturally, just especially watching my brother play and him coaching me through all the way through high school. So, I mean, I think it just came naturally, really. Got it. Well, I know you just talked about when you're in the backfield. You've already seen the play. You're visualizing the play. But I want to get inside your mind a little bit. When you're lined up, what are you, what are you feeling when, right before the ball snap? Are you feeling at peace? Are you feeling calm? Are you revved up? Like, walk me through that a little bit. When I line up, I mean, I'm just, I just feel loose and laid back. I never let anything just overwhelm me at all. I just let it just come to me. Got I it. just play off straight instinct. There's no, I don't really think about it too hard, but I just, just let it happen. Got it. Well, again, you're a tenacious runner. You're aggressive. You're hard to, you know, you're hard to take down. When you think about being mentally tough, what does that mean to you to be mentally tough? You always gotta be mentally tough, especially for me, because I mean, everybody's like, oh, you're a four star. You can't do this. All this other stuff. Like, honestly, I don't really care about the stars. <laughs> right. Like, that doesn't mean anything when you're on the field when you're right. playing against somebody. So people are always trying to badger at me and stuff, and I just, I just brush off and say, let's roll. Got it. Got it. When you reflect from last year's play. Going into your senior year, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? I learned basically that I can just, I'm one of the backs that I'm all type of down back and I just never give up, really. Right. It don't matter what it is, the game could be over and I still, I still, still going. Be, still be pushing. Beautiful. In one word, how would you describe your play? Dog. Dog? And elaborate on that, what does that mean? I mean, I'm just, I'll go block, I'll go run, I'll do anything I got to do for us to win. It don't matter what it is. Right. Well, we speak of dogs, Todd Gurley, right? He's one of your favorite running backs. What is it about his play and his style that you like or emulate? 
I just love his I love his versatility. I mean, he can catch, run, he can do everything outside the backfield. He can run you over, he can juke you. Everything like he does, I just try to prepare. Cuz he's just he's just a great running back all around. For sure. Big time. What motivates you? What motivates me? Probably my family mostly, my cousins and everything with the situation that they're going through. I want to I want to make sure that I get my my family everything. I want my parents to live with no no debt, no nothing. Awesome. So my cousins, I want to get them out. Good, beautiful. How do you prepare for these games mentally? What what's your what's your routine? Really, I just like I don't really think about the game at all. I just really like talk to everybody, talk about how their day went, talk about school, <laughs> talk about anything. I don't really just stay loose. Yeah, I stay loose. Like I don't really talk about the game at all. Got it. Your confidence. Your confidence on the field, you can see it and you can feel it. And you're very composed. Even right now, you're very composed. Where does this confidence and composure come from? Confidence. I mean, I've always been confident in myself. Like, I'll never pick anybody over myself. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great players out there, but I'm just, that's just who I am. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do regardless. Like, that's just, that's just me. I don't know. I think it just, as I grew up, I see people who didn't have as much confidence, and that's what held them back. I said, I'm always going to be confident in myself. Beautiful. Awesome. Now, before we end here, we're going to talk about life after football, right? Because it's going to come to an end at some point, right? Maybe it might be down the road. But you've been on record that you've mentioned you want to work for companies like Google and Facebook. Uh, why those companies, and, and what would you see yourself doing for those companies? Uh, I just really, I like the setup of Google and Facebook. I really like that too. And then, I mean, it's one of the jobs that you can't really get sick of. Like, every, I've talked to a lot of people who work for Facebook or Google, and they said, yeah, it's one of the jobs that you can't really get rid of. So, I really like it. Cool environment, right? Awesome. So, you're getting ready for your first game against Kennedy Fremont. What are you feeling right now? Really, I just want everybody to come out healthy, and I want everybody to go in there with the right mindset and to start the game off, start the season off right. Right. Create some rhythm, momentum, right? Yeah. Beautiful. So I can only imagine through this whirlwind of recruiting the last couple of years playing football, you've had a lot of support. Is there anybody you want to thank or anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Uh, I obviously want to thank my parents. I want to thank God for everything that's done for me. I want to thank my teammates, especially because without them, I wouldn't even be here today. They pushed me every single day of practice, and they got me to the place that I am. I want to thank my coaches. I want to thank Coach Nate. I want to thank, I mean, everybody who's really just put me in this position, all the people back in, in Georgia, Missouri, everybody. Beautiful. Awesome. Next, we got Daniel Haymuli, senior, 6'2", 225-pound inside linebacker. He's a three-year starter for Menlo Atherton High School. He's also got 26 D1 scholarships. Awesome job. Thank you. Thank you. So when we talk about your play as a linebacker, you're very tenacious and you do very, very well um, as far as technique goes. When it comes to being mentally tough, what does mentally tough mean to you? Um, you know, our coach, uh, you know, tries to emphasize, you know, give it all for the team and go all in. So, you know, I do, I'll do anything for my team to, to be successful. So if that means, you know, throwing my body out of the play, don't go and make your play out of my range, just I'll do it. Outside of football, what other sports do you play? How did you get involved in playing football and how did you pick 
memo opportunity to be the high school to play for? Um, so I started football like in first grade. Uh, my father has been my coach ever since, and still is my coach. So uh, uh, I carried on from there, and so. <clears throat> I have the, the, our district is Menlatichin, so I ended up going there. Uh, I applied to some private schools, and it just didn't work out, so I ended up at Menlatichin, and I met the best coach in the world. So. You bet, you bet. You have over 26 D1 scholarship offers. What's that process been like for you? Um, so, you know, Coach Deere and I, my head coach, um, we, it was a process in the beginning which we, he kind of knew that was going to happen at the end of my junior season. Um, so I, I was kind of expecting it, but I didn't think it would go this far. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, hard, it's hard to maintain sometimes um, with all the coaches hitting you up and having to be on the phone all the time. Um, so it, it kind of just it kind of fell in my hands, and I just kind of took control of it, Got it. Um, as soon as possible. I know that you've slimmed down the the amount of offers to eight. Who are the eight colleges that you picked, and why? Um, UCLA, Washington, Nebraska, Ole Miss, TCU, Utah, Alabama. Wow, Alabama. Yes. So why why slim it down to eight? Um, <clears throat> you know, my phone uh, and contacting all the coaches that I knew for sure that I wouldn't that. The, their university wouldn't fit me. It was, <clears throat> it was, uh, to be honest with them, and uh, Got it. and you know, shorten shorten it up would give me more time to think about the schools that I really would think about um, attending. So, okay, it was really a time frame where I had to. Are you gonna wait until the end of the season? You're gonna select in the middle of the season? Um, Coach Adir and I and my family, we're thinking about, you know, making a decision in December. The first thing I'm looking for is, you know, the brotherhood and, you know, coach to athlete communication. Um, being able to, you know, have my family come to the games and watch me play uh, is a big factor. But if we have to, uh, I would sign and make a decision in February. Okay. You're on the 2016 NorCal 3AA championship team and the CIF State runner-up team. What's your goal for this year? After that season, I kind of, I kind of wanted to go back, uh, uh, finish what we couldn't finish those that year, and what we couldn't finish last year. So, um, you know, coming out successful, coming out with another ring, and coming out on top, it means a lot to me, especially leaving, leaving high school this year. Beautiful. How would you describe your play as a linebacker? Um, you know, I, I'm a player where I can run side, side to side, sideline to sideline, uh, make, make tackles in between tackles. So really thudding in between tackles is what I, I think I can, I'm, I'm most known for. I've watched your film. Man, you're fast, you're aggressive, you're tenacious. Man, you, you have no fear of hitting the gap. But there's a play that I want you to describe to me where you were tracking a, a running back out in the flat and you knocked the ball down, and it was just ferocious the way that you did it. You dropped the hammer. Can you share with me a little bit about that play? So we were playing Aragon. It was about third or fourth quarter. Um, there was not that much time left, and it was a do-or-die play. Uh, we were up by, I think, two, and, um, you know, having him score, would, it wouldn't be good. So I tried to make momentum. Uh, I, saw the, I saw the play unfold. Um, I ran straight to him, and it, I just popped it right out threw my hand over, just how we practice in practice. And so, um, you know, it was kind of like a, like I had to do it, so. So you're playing for one of the best coaches in the Bay Area. 
how has Coach changed the culture at Menlo, and how has he changed it within the community? Coach Adir uh, first started coaching. He at start first. He was a head coach my freshman year, so I met him as a head coach first. Um, you know, he's he's wonderful. He really changes the community around around MA a lot. Uh, he's getting a lot of kids out and giving exposures to most of the kids that wouldn't get it before he was there. So, um, you know, getting a lot of kids to college is, is one of one of his the big factors in him coaching us. So, um, you know, he's done a great job. Uh, all the parents love him. My parents love him. So, you know, the community has very cha changed a lot. So your first game is against Bellarmine, which is always a, t a tough game. Yes. How are you mainly getting prepared for that game? Um, you know, we're we're setting our defense to what what they did last year, um, and they always run the stack. So our offense is um, is preparing for that as well. Um, so being able to to play them again is, is a real blessing. So we can you know probably get revenge. Um, so I'm so our defense is, is ready for this one. Um, they always come out with a great offense and a really solid team. So you know we're conditioning like like we have it before, um, and I feel like mentally we're ready. We're there. Perfect. Perfect. So we talk about hype and how we deal with playing big teams, and you're going to be you're going to be traveling to Colorado in September, playing against Ballard Christian, dealing with Luke McCaffrey. How are you going to deal with the hype of playing that game? And as a leader, how do you teach the people around you to stay calm and cool? You know, our team. You know, we've a lot of people have been talking towards us as well. So you know, we kind of just we shed that aside and uh, you know put our head down and work. So, uh, so that's a big one. Uh, we can't wait to get out there to see what that team is like uh, playing out of state. So, um, you know, we're, we're, up, we're up for the challenge and we're ready. In one word, how would you describe your play as a linebacker? Um, I would say elusive. Um, because you know, I could I could fill many roles in the defense. I could you know go down and play defensive end if they need me. I could play outside linebacker, inside linebacker. I could play nickel, and um, I think that you know ha being able to play multiple positions can help a team a lot. So when you're reflecting on last year's play, you're going into your senior year. What is one thing that you've learned about yourself the most? You know, um, carrying a team and having a leader uh, really does matter. Um, you know, being able to communicate with your players is a, is a big factor you need to have. Um, I found out, you know, that, that, you know, most of my teammates, you got to really push them to, to get what you really want out of them. Um, being a leader to this team is, is very important to me. Um, you know, I look at these kids as, as my little brothers, my older brothers. So, you know, taking care of them, they, they mean everything to me. Um, this team has, has given me so much, you know, um, long, lifelong relationships and kids I'll know for forever. So, I know that you've had a lot of people around you supporting you. You've had a family, you've talked about your family, you talked about your coaches and, and your team. Is there anybody you want to give thanks to or give a shout out to? Yeah. Um, I. I want to. I, I want to shout out my dad. Uh, he's always been there, um, day by day, every day, um, by my side. You know, pushing me to work harder and harder. You know, after practice, every single day, he's there with me, running sprints. So you know, he's always been there to push me since day one. Um, I want to shout out Coach Deer for. You know, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for him. Awesome. So yeah. Beautiful.
Up next, we got Coach Adir from Menlo Atherton High School. Football coach, we're gonna talk about his upcoming season, his recent success, and his culture. Coach, how are you? Good, we're uh, in the middle of double days, so kids are beat up, coaches are a little tired too, but uh, we're excited the season's finally here, right? I mean, you put work in year round and we're here, so we're excited. Beautiful, it's the fun part of the season, right? Double days. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, coach, you know, in your short career as head coach, mm -hmm. you've been doing this for four years. In 2016, you won the PAL Bay Championship, the CCS Championship, NorCal Championship. You were the runner-up for, for state. Mm -hmm. 2016, you were PAL Bay Coach of the Year. 2016, Mercury News Bay Area Coach of the Year. 2016, California Coach Association NorCal Coach of the Year. PCA Regional and National Double Goal Coach Award. And 2017, Marine Semper Fi Coach of the Year. Man, a lot of success. How do you, when you reflect on your success, what's the main ingredient? Well, I think, first of all, we've been able to build a really amazing community around football. And the first thing I say when people talk about those accolades is that my name goes on it, but it's really more than that, right? In order for us to have success as a community, it takes our parents being very involved uh, in a positive way, um, our kids buying into what we're trying to get them to do, as well as an administration and athletic directors to support all our initiatives and vision for the program, right? Um, so we're really fortunate that we've got a lot of amazing people, and of course I can't forget my amazing assistant coaches that take on so much responsibility in, in, in mentoring these men, or young boys into men, right? And so, you know, reflecting on that, I think really about how far we've come and how many people have been a part of that journey and that process. And we always tell all the parents, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And we're 100% committed to being a part of that village with our community. Awesome. Right? Beautiful. Now, you've definitely changed the culture there. What is it about your culture? Why is it so special? And what do, what do you have to do to get the buy-in from the athletes, from your coaching staff, from the administration, from the community? Yeah, so the first thing that we did when we when we got the head coaching job, and, and you know, I'd had a chance to be an assistant for Sioni, and so I think the process had started there with him. But the first thing we did is we wanted to try to create a culture of competition. But more than that, it was we're going to care about you more than being a football player, mm. right? We have really talented football players here at MA, right? Everyone knows that you guys can run. And Daniel would have been fine anywhere that he had gone. Right? He's a very talented football player, right? Right. We look at it as how can we push you to be the best person you can be and the best student you can be because we think those traits follow onto the football field. And if we put the focus there and we show the parents of the community that we care about who you are in the community and who you are as a student, then the football part's easy for us, right? And yes, we do want to win on the field. We're competitive and we want to do well there, but we haven't put the core focus on that. We put the core focus on what are we developing in, in these men and young boys and the men. And that's been the core focus of what we've done and the culture has become more than just football. Right? And that's how you get the buy-in, the brotherhood, and these guys spending all that time together, parents spending time together with each other, and, and in a school that understands what we're trying to do and buying into that. Got it, got it. How would you describe your passion for coaching? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. I ran into uh, another coach who's in the PIL who was actually a JV coach my very first year. So oh, wow. fresh out of college, I was coaching JV, uh, finishing my last summer class to graduate college. and. Um, you know, I was going to try it for a year and see how I liked it. And I just saw the impact that my coaches had on me as, as a young man and what I might give an opportunity or what the opportunity would be for me to be able to give back and do that for other kids, right? 
And when I first got to MA, it's such a unique demographic mix we have there. I mean, we really have everything at MA. And we're kind of a microcosm of every single part of the country or, or the Bay Area, where you, whatever you name it, we have it, right. Right? <laughs> right? And so that's such a unique opportunity for us to really change kids' perspectives and be able to do a lot with more than just football, right? And so for me as a coach, it was a unique opportunity to leverage that. And, you know, I don't know if I would have the interest in being a head coach or honestly coaching if it wasn't in a, an opportunity to be able to shape kids in that way. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we all know having a first team is important to any team, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, my perspective, when we think of the next man up mindset, the second string and third string, they're the most important mm-hmm. string of people, if you will, because you got to get them prepared for the unknown. How do you and your coaching staff keep the second stringers, third stringers engaged and motivated for the unknown? Yeah, so we've always taken the mindset that you're only as strong as your weakest link. So we're going to coach a kid that maybe is not most physically talented, right? And maybe is not a guy that's going to be a star in the football field. But first of all, we're also going to give them those opportunities to shine off the field. So maybe that same kid is going to have an opportunity to shine in study hall and be a tutor for the guy who is a starter, who has 26 offers and has an opportunity to go play the next level, right? Right, right. But also we want them to make sure that they have the same feel and buy-in, but we're going to coach you the exact same way. Right. And for us, you know, we, we're fortunate that we have the numbers this year where we're able to platoon. And so we have, you know, 54 kids in the program so we can play an offensive defense with some guys playing both ways. So really everyone's getting reps at practice. Right. And, and we are fortunate to have 13 coaches on our varsity coaching staff. Wow. Um, and so if you're playing scout defense, scout defense to me is not you're just there to stand. You're getting coached. Right, our defensive line coach is, is working with you. Right, yeah. our linebackers coach is working with you. Our defensive coordinator is working with. You. I mean, we want our guys on that side of the ball to be playing at a high level, because one, it's going to improve the competition at practice. But two, you're going to get better. Right, and we're focused on every single period of practice has to have a purpose and has to improve skill in some way. Got it. Right? Got it. Well, which this is a, a different question here, and this is for me, it's unique because at the high school level, I don't see a lot of head coach football coaches that are for the most part off campus or have a day job most of them are working on campus or they're just they're full on full-time head coach you have a day job Mm -hmm. and you're the head coach of a high school football team how do you balance the two yeah so first of all I have an amazing CEO and uh and John Ralston for our company who who's really flexible and willing to and understands what I'm trying to do yeah. um, for these kids and I've been fortunate in my past companies to, to have that also um the second thing is we're fortunate this fall we're actually going to have guys on campus for the first time we're gonna have three assistant coaches on campus which will be a huge help for us um we've made sure that we've included the MA community and so for me even I'll have teachers text me or email me in class while something's going on so we can address that situation quickly and so the kids kind of know listen everyone's a part of this it's not just the football coaches during football season doing something right got it and so that helps us kind of build that atmosphere of everyone's in it together and that we can hold everyone accountable and that there's an expectation that we're going to hold you to um with my current job, I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's something that actually ties into sports with a medical device that's, you know, a wearable device that goes behind the ear that actually tracks oh, wow. um, acceleration of the skull. So it, it 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 correlates to football in terms of head impacts and wow. everything that's going on. So for sure, me being a coach actually is very helpful for the company. <laughs> right. And so in that stand, standpoint, I'm actually really fortunate the current situation I'm in. Got so. it. Got it. When we think about when we're coaching this physical violent game, mm-hmm. outside of the tactics of coaching. How much do you focus on the mental game with these kids? 
A lot. We actually were really fortunate. This offseason um, was a huge emphasis for us in developing the proper mindset for our kids and how to deal with adversity and, and how to be successful. I think last year, um, part of the reason we struggled is, is we didn't have the appropriate mindset and we weren't able to handle adversity and we didn't know how, how, how to handle successes and failures. And Look, I mean, it's a little bit in our charter waters right now, right? We've never had success like that. We never had a linebacker as being as highly recruited as Daniel is. And so for us, right. you know, there's a really unique saying of people write a lot of books on how to be successful. They don't write books on how to stay successful, right? And I think last year was a really good learning lesson Huge. for our kids. And so I think we were actually, because of our struggles last year, in a better position for long-term success. So our offseason, um, you know, I had a lot of time to spend, two coaches in particular that really influenced me, and I got a chance to spend time with them one-on-one, -on -one was uh, Chris Peterson at University of Washington and mm -hmm. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, two wow. guys that are just um, really have developed an amazing all-around athletic program for their kids in terms of developing mindset, making sure they're successful students. And we've built our own what's called Built for Life program based off of what the University of Washington does. And oh, wow. We have this concept that we tell our kids and we call it the mountain of averages and it's basically a bell curve of the human population. And there's this upper 10% of people that are elite in anything they do, right? And so our goal is can we live our life and everything that we're doing in that 10%? Right. Wow. And that's really hard when you think about right, it. But sure. the whole Built for Life program, we teach, we teach it as a class all around mindset training for how are you going to live your life and be in that 10%. Beautiful. I love it. It's uh, music to my ears, considering my, my profession. Mm -hmm. as, as a coach, what motivates you? You know, I think for a lot of coaches, it's the same. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm any different in that I think a lot of coaches understand what football meant to them and their development as a person and, and how much coaches influence them. I mean, outside of your parents, you know, growing up, if you're an athlete, your coaches are probably the next closest major influence in your life. And I look at a lot of our kids and we have such a unique demographic, makes it such a unique opportunity for them to be able to learn from each other, but for us to have huge impact um, on their lives. And so for me, my motivation is, you know, how can we use football to make you a better person and put you on a path to success later in life, right? Uh, and for me, you know, we, yes, we want to win, right? right? Okay, I mean, there is that aspect to it and we're competitive and we want to do those things, but the real wins for us are when, you know, guys come back five years from now and guys that, you know, when I was an assistant coach at MA come back to MA and I get to see them and they're talking about they're getting engaged and they have this job and they live in this city now and, right. and those are the things that are really, you know, the wins for coaches and I'm no different than most high school coaches. I think most guys will tell you the same thing and that's, Absolutely. you know, that's, that's why we do it. Awesome. Beautiful. We talk about routines for athletes, how they get prepared for a game. As a coach, how do you get prepared mentally for your games? So I think a lot of it for us as coaches is mentally making sure we're as prepared as possible, right? And I'm almost a little bit too detail-oriented sometimes, I think. You know, the kids laugh at me, and, you know, Daniel was laughing at me on the way over here about how much huddle I watch and all the playlists and cut-ups I make and our defensive <laughs> staff and everyone does. But, um, you know, we're so process-oriented and we're so detail-driven that we want to make sure that when the game comes, there's nothing that can surprise us. And so having a, a consistent routine and making sure that the kids understand how to handle every situation and the coaches understand how to handle every situation yeah, yeah. and everyone's on the same page with here's exactly what we're going to be doing in this situation or, and, and being able to also be ready for the unknown, right? Yeah. Um, was the Mike Tyson saying, you know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? So making sure that we understand how to react when we've been punched in the face because that's what happens in a game, right? I mean, sure. things are up and down. And so for us, that's that's the way that we approach it. We try to be as detail-oriented as possible going into the game so nothing surprises us. Awesome. I love focus on process, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you for, for sharing your 
your journey and getting ready for, for this year. It's, it means a lot to us to have you on the show, and we wish you all the luck.